Welcome, friends. I'm Anitra Senegal, your podcast host and the director of the Women's Center for Healing and Transformation, located in beautiful downtown Abita Springs, Louisiana. We are a nonprofit organization devoted to empowering women throughout their life journeys and creating a more just and compassionate society. You're listening to the third installment of our monthly podcast. And now a word about Sophisticated Woman Magazine, one of our May 7th conference sponsors. For the past 30 years, Sophisticated Woman Magazine has provided readers with information on the best products, services, fashion, health, and cultural life on the North Shore. In every issue, Sophisticated Woman Magazine presents an array of lifestyle articles, including gardening, recipes, book reviews, health and fitness information, legal and financial advice, fashion editor's picks, editor's picks, retail calendar, community event calendar, information from local leaders, around town segments, and of course, the Enterprising Woman feature, which highlights enterprising women and local businesses on the New Orleans North Shore, including St. Tammany, Tangipahoe, and Washington Parishes. Follow Sophisticated Woman Magazine on all their social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. At the Women's Center for Healing and Transformation, we have three main focal points as our guide. We call these guides wheels in the spirit of circular leadership and holistic integration. The three wheels reflect the overall mission and actions of the center. In our last podcast, we focus on the first wheel, healing ourselves. Today, we'll be focusing on our second wheel, creating community. Stay tuned for future episodes to hear more about our third wheel, healing the world, as well as more information about our upcoming women's conference on May 7th in Slidell. So let's dive into the second wheel, creating community. At the Women's Center, we value opportunities to build intersecting circles of connection and support with other community organizations and efforts that blend with our mission and values. We seek to partner with organizations and individuals to this end. Our guest speakers today are women who devote their energies to the wheel of creating community. Our first guest, Renee Ridgely, is a presenter at our upcoming women's conference, Healing Ourselves in a Wounded World, on May 7, 2022, at the Harbor Center in Slidell. I'm thrilled to introduce our first guest today as we unpack the wheel of creating community. Renee Ridgely, licensed master social worker, is currently the traditional coordinator at Youth Bill Bugalusa. She's a mental health therapist at Cahill and Associates, a certified active parent educator, mental health first aider, and acquired training in suicide prevention. Her community-inspired path catalyzed years ago when she began her career working with those affected by HIV-AIDS. She sits on numerous boards advocating for the rights of those underserved. 
Renee is a native of New Orleans, Louisiana, and loves everything New Orleans, especially festivals and live music. She is the mother of Kendrick, 10 years old, and engaged to be married later this year. I met Renee on the campus of the University of Southwestern Louisiana in my capacity as the student residence hall director. Now, long story short, I oversaw a dorm of 400 young ladies. It was very difficult to remember everyone's name, but I remembered Renee, and you're about to see why. <laughs> Please join me in welcoming Renee to the show. Hi, Renee. Hello, Anitra. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you on the show with us today. And now, full disclosure, mm -hmm. Renee and I go back a long ways. And in true women Center fashion, our journey together has intersected at various times in our lives. Yes. So beginning at USL and then again through the Women's Center. That is absolutely correct. So why don't you share with our audience today how you came to know about the Women's Center for Healing and Transformation? Well, um, I just want to start by saying it is a pleasure to be able to do this podcast about the Women's Center. Thank you. Because during a transitional time in my life, um, I discovered the Women's Center um, here in Abita Springs. I am a mother of one at the time, and I had stayed home for a while till my son was like five years old, and I decided that I wanted to go back to work. Um, at the time, it wasn't a fitting piece uh, for my family, mm -hmm. and so I was like, I got to find a way to get rid of all this guilt for deciding to go back to work. Mm -hmm. And for some strange reason, meditation came um, in my mind across my path. Mm -hmm. And it was just so funny how it was like, oh, the women's in Anabita. It's like, <laughs> wait, this is down the street. I think I can, I think I can swing by there yeah. and see what, what they got going on. Um, and it was funniest thing was that I know nothing about Abita. Like mm -hmm. we were new to the North Shore, mm -hmm. and um, I'm like, I'm just gonna try it out. And it was 12 o'clock on a Monday mm -hmm. in the middle of the day. And I'm like, uh, I got to find somebody to watch my kid. But whatever. I still took the leap and right. I drove to Abita to come to the Women's Center. Of course, you know, I'm walking in the door. I'm like, these people going to put me out. I'm new. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't know if like, I'm going to sit Where in. does she come like, from? Where, like, <laughs> I know be looking like, who is this girl? But yeah. I am so grateful that the Women's Center was here. Yeah. And I'm so grateful that they were so inviting. Um, I didn't feel rejected. Mm -hmm. I felt accepted. Because um, again, I was lost. Like mm -hmm. I needed something to make me feel like the decision I made was appropriate. Right. And so I began taking meditation classes. And one of the things that was so helpful is because the director was a social worker. Yeah. And I am a social worker, but I hadn't practiced in so long. So it was like, uh, do I still want to be a social worker? <laughs> but after talking to her, and I don't even know if she remember it, uh, she just was like, the most happy social worker mm -hmm. and how much she loved the women's center and how, you know, she don't, they don't charge. They just find all kind of programs. And she was just so passionate. And I was like, you know what? I'm going back to work. It helped you make that life decision. I mean, of course, you know, when you meditate, if she wouldn't hit that little bell, I probably would have been <laughs> across the street somewhere yeah. mentally. But. Well, that actually is Patricia Stout, um, mm -hmm. our founder and our first volunteer director here at the Women's Center for Healing and Transformation. So um, um, 
your story actually speaks to what we're talking about today, which is creating community and that need for right. community. Yeah. And Renee, you know, as a social worker, I know you understand that as humans, we're social beings. We are definitely and social so beings. Sometimes we're um, we don't even know we need something until we find it. And so it kind of sounds like that's what happened to you when you yeah. found the Women's Center. We we hear a lot of stories from uh, participants um, who say they were looking for their their people. Yeah. You know, and they found it here at the Women's Center. So um, I love the idea that you came to the Women's Center out of a need, a personal need. It was a personal need, yeah. And now we've come full circle and you're providing services for other women. So Renee actually is a, uh, a facilitator for us here at the Women's Center. Yeah. She's provided CEUs for uh, social workers and counselors. Yeah. Um, that one is dealing with, the one that you do for us is dealing with- uh, Humor therapy. Humor therapy. <laughs> and yeah. just uh, that- that need for that support. Yeah. And I think a lot of times as practitioners, yeah, you know, we forget you're always providing the help. Yeah. And sometimes you need help as well. So that's right. We forget to take care of ourselves. One of the great things I want everybody to know about the Women's Center is that as an African American female, um, it was a little fear to come in um, and join a group uh, that was. Um, predominantly Caucasian. Mm -hmm. um, but I'll tell you this, I don't regret walking through that mm -hmm. door. Um, it was the best thing I could have ever did. And it was the most welcoming place I've ever visited, which helped me to go to other places. <laughs> exactly. And Renee, I appreciate you actually uh, touching on that because that's something that for me as a woman of color right. and being the director of the Women's Center, it, it to me, it speaks to our inclusive nature that's here right. at the Women's Center. Everyone right. that comes has the same story, how they felt so welcome yeah. and they felt like they were a part of something. And I just, I thank the founders of the Women's Center. I thank the, the group leaders and the practitioners who foster that yeah. welcome welcoming spirit here at the Women's Center. So Renee, you're actually one of our presenters at our upcoming women's conference. I am. And we are so excited <laughs> to have you Probably one join of us that day. <laughs> if you do say so I yourself, mean. but why don't you share with our audience a little bit about what you will be presenting on that day? And hopefully um, they'll find it something interesting and want to join us. So one of the um my topic will be dealing with parenting during um during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we all forget, even as parents, is that this is a difficult time. Mm -hmm. Um, we're gonna make mistakes. Uh, things are gonna happen. Uh, as you can tell, COVID was something we couldn't control. Mm -hmm. Um, I for one. Uh, suffered because I had to homeschool and uh, I will watch the news all day mm -hmm. and you know it was becoming stressful um, and of course me not knowing how to homeschool I'm homeschooling my child from eight to five like <laughs> a crazy lady and I, I think one of my co-workers did was like girl eight to twelve and let that child go play that's, so, too, much <laughs> that's too much school which 
definitely alleviated so much stress. Yeah. However, we make mistakes. Right. Um, things happen. Give yourself a break. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to talk about self-care, how to love yourself during this time, how to believe in yourself, how to understand that everybody mm-hmm. is going through something. So the only person you need to think about is how to be kind and how to take care of yourself yeah. so you can take care of others. That's some great advice. And so through the conference, this is a one-day conference. Yes. And the theme is Refresh, Restore, Renew, Mm -hmm. Healing Ourselves in a Wounded World. And what you're going to be presenting on, I think, for many people, um, for parents, for grandparents, you know, for those of us who are educators, um, giving yourself some grace, I think it's going to be well-received. It's... um, one of those things where, especially here in uh, Southeast Louisiana, we've, we've been through a lot. We've a been lot. through some extra. We, we, we just a, had Ida. A, pan- <laughs> a pandemic, Hurricane Ida. You know, we have a lot of economic instability in the area due to loss of jobs. That's right. And so we're carrying a lot of stress. Lot and so stress. we hope that this conference and uh, presenters like Renee will be able to give something to our participants that they can take back with them and help with their daily life. And I and I will have a special treat. Uh, we're going to do some guided imagery um, just to take your mind off of your stress. So I advise anybody who's coming, come see me. At the end of the presentation, I have a special relaxing treat for you. And those are things that we need and in incorporate into <laughs> our, our daily lives. You know, when we think about creating community and how important it is, what do you feel is most important um, for for us as women when we are looking to create that community? Is it just um, our family circle? Is it just our friend circle? What what is it that speaks to you about creating community? Um, one of the things that, like you said, we don't realize that we're social beings. Mm-hmm. Um, while many people are like, I'm an introvert, introverts still need somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's not just your circle of friends, even if it's just not your crew that you roll with, because, right. you know, everybody got a crew. Right. Um, even if it's a therapist, you have to have some way to express, to have that catharsis. Mm-hmm. Um, even at the Women's Center, you know, somewhere where you can go um, to release. It is so important that you find what gives you your release. Mm-hmm. It could be the Woodhouse spot, whatever. <laughs> but you have, you know, a journal, um, whatever you need to release. Um, one of the things I love in the community is a place like the Women's mm-hmm. Center, you know, where you can get a little taste of yoga, a little taste of, you know, meditation, a little, you know, guided meditation, like you need all these mm-hmm. tools to continue in a world, in a society that's constantly changing. So, you know, you can have your friends, but mm-hmm. you also need your own outlet. Yeah. For us, you know, that the idea of those uh, intersecting circles are so important when we think about holistic healing. Yeah, that's right. And I think that speaks to our, our founder, Patricia Stout, who is a practitioner yeah. and in her own practice saw that you know, she was really only able to speak to one area That's right. of uh, that person. And so here, when we think about holistic healing, we have the uh, the spiritual, yeah. the mental, 
the physical. That's right. And so uh, all together, you have a whole person. And so um, I'm really excited about what you're going to be presenting right. <laughs> at the women's conference. I think for everyone listening out there today, um, we just want you to understand that you are enough. You are enough. And that you can allow yourself some grace. That's right. It's okay to make mistakes. I think for um, just a, a personal story, as a parent, you, <laughs> you, I never knew how much I would feel like a failure. <laughs> I, you know, so- <laughs> just trying to parent. And so sometimes we do need to give ourselves that. You need that. that. Grace. One of the things I always tell um, when I, used to teach parenting classes that parenting doesn't come with a handbook. It doesn't. You have to learn your child and your style has to match mm-hmm. your child. You know, however great you want him to be or her to be, your style has to match who they are. Um, but parenting doesn't come with a handbook. And there's no such thing as failing as a parent. <laughs> yes, we yeah. know that, but no such thing. You still have those feelings. You so. do. You do. Well, Renee, it has been a pleasure definitely sitting down with you today. <laughs> I know that um we could have <laughs> Talk talked to, about a lot more. Talk till Wednesday. <laughs> but this is only half an hour podcast. So but uh really I think that um your energy your love for people, your mm-hmm. love for your community comes out in everything that you appreciate do. Appreciate that. Uh, we appreciate you. Thank you. And we're <laughs> so excited to see you on May 7th at the Women's Conference. And I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank you, Renee. With our next guest today, we'll be discussing creating community around the important and difficult issue of race. Catherine Williams has a master's in clinical psychology with emphasis on drama therapy. She has facilitated soul collage workshops and has co-facilitated several retreats at the Women's Center, which we know helps to build small community. She is a past board member She has been involved in social justice and community for years, dare I say decades, Catherine. (laughs) Catherine lives in New Orleans and is a member of the Racial Healing Group. Her love is to support creative self-expression and the revelation of one's precious wholeness, the one and the many that we are. You can visit Catherine's website, revelationaryarts.com. Sally Alvarez is a mother, grandmother, educator, and community volunteer. Her community involvement includes work with Moms Demand Action regarding gun violence prevention and the West 30s, and especially work with the Boys and Girls Club there. And she is a member of ERACE. ERACE is a monthly meeting that gathers together women of diverse racial backgrounds to have a compassionate conversation about a topic of the month. So Sally, I have recently in my capacity as director been involved with ERACE, but I understand that ERACE North Shore chapter has been meeting um, since about the spring of 2013, which was around the time the Women's Center opened. You got involved fairly early on, whereas um, I'm just new to it. So you have a different perspective than I do. 
And I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of your experience with that group, with Erase. So Erase, the leadership kind of rotates from month to month. Someone picks a topic uh, in the form of an article regarding racial issues. Sometimes it's been a video in the past. And the group of women of various backgrounds and races have a discussion that's centered around that topic. It's a, for me, it's been a very uh, eye-opening experience to get uh, the background from so many different perspectives. But what has it been like for you as a member of Erase um, for a while now? Um, I love the Erase mm-hmm. group. I, um, you know, in the very beginning of going to Erase, I found that um, it was more about learning mm-hmm. and listening. And I guess it's always about learning and listening. But um, I became aware that um, there were things that needed to change. Mm-hmm. And and I wanted to be a part of that change. Right. If for me, it was, I think more than anything, a safe place to have that discussion. I realized um, as a, a woman of color, I'm not the authority on race. Um, and I think sometimes, you know, in my uh, interactions with people, um, you know, it's it, I'm expected to speak on, you know, the authority uh-huh. of race for every black person in, in the world. But at Erase, I felt I could let my guard down. I could learn kind mm-hmm. of what you were speaking to. Um, so maybe I taught someone something with what I shared but I definitely learned something each time. And so um, I, I love just that that ability to be um, honest and open without the threat of, you know, um, mm-hmm. being seen as uh, something other than being there for learning. Yeah, and to ask questions. Learning. And to ask questions. And it's yeah. okay. And it's okay. To it's a ask spa- questions. It, it, the way it, it's conducted, you know, our meetings are conducted is leaves um, no no place for judgment. Yeah. It's, it's a place f- for just sharing our own experiences and our own perspectives and, um, and learning from each other. And learning from each other. And learning from the information that's being shared, exactly. the article yes. or the film or the field trip mm-hmm. that we might take or, um, you know, we went to Whitney Plantation. Now, what was your oh. experience with the Whitney Plantation? I love I love that we you guys get outside of just discussing into, you know, some real life experience. So um, how was that for you? Um, well, it was a mixed mixed race group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So again, you get to see each yeah. other's experiences mm-hmm. and um, and to share what your what your yeah. experience while you're there. Um, I think the that sharing is uh, so important to be able to um, experience that with someone someone else in such a, a personal and uh, intense moment as, you know, visiting a, a plantation. So um, right. one thing that we talked about earlier, Sally, was um, your kind of your work with uh, social justice and serving your community and how um, the Erase group was kind of a catalyst for that. So how have you kind of uh, taken what you've uh, experienced through Erase and kind of transferred that to some other areas? Well, one of the things that we did early on at the Erase is we we participated in um, Martin Luther King Day mm-hmm. um, festivities uh, in, in the parade and the, the uh, 
the little gathering afterward. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we've also um, connected with that, 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 air, that community, the West 30s. The West 30s, group. yes community by um, going to some of their functions mm-hmm. that they've had. By, and we, um, we had like a, a little table at um, one of their picnic mm-hmm. opportunities and uh, had books and shared information about the Women's Center and kind of got to know the community a little bit better. So was that your which, first opportunity to kind of get involved with the West 30s was through that group? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and then I just, you know, I was trying to think how I could use my gifts and my talents um, there. And um, so it was just natural for me to go and meet the people at the Boys and Girls Club right there and, the, and that serves that community. In that community. And, um, and then just, you know, fell in love with the work that I could do there, um, spending the time with the children after school. That's a wonderful. Tutoring. And... So for a little background information for our listeners, The West 30s is a historical black community in Covington, Louisiana. And I know you're very proud of the work that's being done in this community. What is something um, that you can talk to as far as um, the why behind your work uh, with erase or uh, social justice? What's your why? You know, I think my why I, I, I taught the first school that I ever taught in. Um, I, I well, the first interview mm-hmm. I ever went in was mm-hmm. Orleans Parish School Board, okay. and she asked me the question, "What are you going to say to the children mm-hmm. when they say, you know, Miss Alvarez, um, how do we know you're not a racist?" Mm-hmm. And I, the only answer I could come up with was, "Get to, you'll have to get to know me. Yeah. You'll have to get to know experience me and." Um, and so I, I guess that, that was, and then I, I started teaching in a, in a community that was mixed race community. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I've always been wanting to improve relationships and gain trust and, um, and, 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 and serve. And that is actually for me personally, that's where it starts. It's relational. It's one relationship at a time. And so with those students, you know, their relationship with you hopefully help them to build other relationships with people that don't look like them, maybe not from their uh, their community. So thinking about relationships, Catherine, and your work with the Racial Healing Group, I think um, kind of speaks to what you guys uh, were doing there when you first um, felt that need to create that group. And how did that begin for you? Um, I think actually the spark that started it off was that there were um, several workshops with the People's Institute um, mm. for Survival and Beyond. And um, that from there, there was a desire to do more uh, in the realm of anti racist work mm-hmm. um, in the community. And so um, I joined that group at a, a good time because we had a lot of energy for yeah. doing various things that um, were educational for mm-hmm. white folks. Mm-hmm. And also, um, like, I didn't go to the Whitney Museum, but we did have a trip to Montgomery okay. to see the lynching memorial mm-hmm. and the Equal Justice Initiative Museum. And mm-hmm. that was 
It was a, a group of um, white folks and black folks. Mm-hmm. We went together. Um, it was extremely moving. And I think that even got me more deeply yeah. involved mm-hmm. in myself. Yeah. That, um, for me, the work that we do with erase and racial healing, when we think about creating community, are those relationships. You know, when I sit with um, women um, such as you, Sally, and Catherine, it uh, it helps me to know that, you know, kind of, I think it's Helen Keller, alone, we can do so little, but together we can do so much. And to me, that's what these groups are. Together, we're doing so much. And some might say, well, what is a discussion going to do? You know, where's the action? But before you get to that action, you have to have the discussion. You have to talk about it. You have to understand the other person. Um, For me, a lot of times, you have to be willing to put aside any preconceived notions, you know, as a, a woman of color, um, sometimes that's, a, I think, a hard burden to bear is knowing how authentic, how real, how deep can I be in, um, you know, in, the, in mixed company. And so that goes, that speaks to what we're doing here at the Women's Center, creating community. I think as the director, that's what kind of attracted me to the Women's Center is the work that we were doing collectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I knew what I wanted to do um, as a Nitra, <laughs> but when I joined together with women uh, like you guys at the Women's Center, um, we've done so much more and we'll continue to do so much more. What are some of your, I guess, maybe your hopes and desires for the work that we're doing um, with race? and race relations Mm. through the Women's Center. Well, I just want to know how you feel the work that you're doing with racial, uh, the racial healing group Um, for you, uh, Catherine, uh, Sally, for Erase, how has that work kind of uh, helped you in maybe other areas of your life or other groups that you're working with? Um, Well, it's been such a a learning process uh, and so much, education has Mm -hmm. gone into it but it's enabled me to kind of understand things about myself as a white person Mm -hmm. and white privilege and things that I kind of was oblivious to maybe growing up I might have felt it on some level but Mm -hmm. didn't really have the the knowledge Um, and that allows me to go forth into the community feeling a little more humble um, but also more uh, aware of where I might cause harm, you know, um, un, unmeaning, without meaning to. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just doing these collective efforts. Um, it's so great to work with other people toward a, a goal that you believe in. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's been very lovely for me. Yeah. And fresh eyes. It, it's given me fresh eyes yeah. in the way I see the world and where I, I recognize things I would have not recognized mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and then opportunities that I wouldn't have seen um, before. Right. Um, With this wheel of a program for the Women's Center, Creating Community, um, a lot of our work is central to the idea ideal of 
um, circles. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of our work is rooted in books like The Million Circle or um, The Circle Way, A Leader in Every Chair. And so um, that's one thing I think uh, we can all speak to is our experience with that circle leadership and how important that is that um, it's not one man or one woman, (laughs) you know, it's all of us together. And so um, we really want to kind of hone that skill with what we're doing at the Women's Center. So from top down, Mm -hmm. you know, our board is no longer a board. Our board has transitioned to a leadership council. And so every member, um, the leadership rotates. And so everyone gets an opportunity to share that wisdom and get the support of everyone else in the circle. Yes, it's uh, it's very egalitarian. Yes, and it's non hierarchical, right. and it's aware having an awareness of um, when you get too heated up, you might need to chill a little mm-hmm, bit so mm-hmm. you can think clear. Yeah. Uh, so I think as a leadership model, it's really important, right. and um, that along with the community building uh, work that we uh, have begun, which I'm just thrilled about uh, the possibility of learning to communicate skillfully with mm-hmm. people with whom you have strong disagreements with, maybe yeah. politically or mm-hmm. socially. Um, There's a lot of hope in that and learning to respectfully communicate with others. Right. I like that word hope. That's really what I think about when I think about this initiative. And so thank you for bringing that up, Catherine. So the community building initiative is a process that the Women's Center for Healing and Transformation is engaged in with um, Community Building International. So this is through Dr. M. Scott Peck's work. And so with that, we um, at the Women's Center, I find that um, and I, I'm challenged by that, mm-hmm. that we are a catalyst for change. And so this is what we're trying to do in our communities, be a catalyst for change. And so mm-hmm. having that uh, that discourse with others that maybe don't think like us is important. It's so important. I yeah. think it's one of the biggest, hugest problems we have now in our exactly. country. And just such a deep need to be able to bridge that that gap mm-hmm. and uh, the polarization that is just it's killing us. It's, it's it really, it really is. And so, <laughs> learning with, to be good listeners. Learning to be good listeners, and that's you know, one of the key things that for me came out of community building. And I know Sally, I know you're not involved with the community building initiative, but that's so um, ironic that you would share that because that's what we focus on with um, the community building initiative. We um, have had a one-day training. We hope to do more trainings in the future, um, whether it's virtual or in-person, depending mm-hmm. on where we are with COVID. But um, definitely, it's 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 needed. Um, we're at a time in our country where I think if we just stop and listen, <laughs> yes, and and receive. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it would have a better end, a better, a better outcome. Mm-hmm. So, some movement instead of this um, polarization yes. that makes movement very difficult. Exactly, exactly. Yes. One of the great things about our race group is that we, we do, when we speak, we were able to complete our thoughts. Mm. And then if someone wants to share, 
there, there's an opportunity to raise your hand. Mm-hmm. We don't interrupt each other while we're speaking. Uh, and what that really does for me is it gives pause. It gives yes. pause for me to, if I am feeling a reaction coming mm-hmm. up about something, mm-hmm. it gives me a minute to write it down and think about it before it's my turn. And then by the time it. it's my turn, I think that I've able to complete that thought and gone from a place of reaction, you know, mm-hmm. in, that si- in that quiet mm-hmm. pause to... Um, be able to share more effectively with the group. Yeah. So it sounds like you've taken that and used it in uh, maybe some other areas of your life and other relationships (laughs) and found success with that. And I think that's what we hope for is that what we do here in the Women's Center will find its way to our greater community. You know, Catherine, uh, when I read your bio, one of the things was that you are or have co-facilitated retreats Mm -hmm. for the Women's Center. And that really speaks to building that small community. And so I know we have a a retreat in the works for the first weekend in April of this year. So um, what is it like for you planning that? And and what do you hope um, the women will experience when they attend? Oh, it's fun to plan, um, to to come up with kind of a theme Mm -hmm. of, we're going to do something around tapping your own resources, resource and remember, um, with the hope of providing a safe place and a, a, a creative place mm-hmm. where women can um, relax, sort of let down their guard and and absorb some good nourishment, uh, soul nourishment, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and have a good time together. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's um, I've never um attended one of the women's center retreats. So I am looking so forward to it. It's one of those things where, for me, it's one of the perks of the job. I talk about perks of this job all the time, <laughs> and so that's one of the perks is um being able to um have those experiences and share them with other women and hopefully um, leave better than I came and then be able to share that knowledge yes. with, you know, others in, in my life. So spread the good, spread the good. <laughs> so Catherine, one more question about bringing this work, creating community um, and how we do that in other areas of our mm-hmm. lives. Uh, do you, can you speak to that for us? Sure. Anitra. Um, one area that seemed really important to me was um, around Armstrong Park and Congo Square, mm-hmm. which um, there was a talk of bringing uh, City Hall uh, into Armstrong Park, mm-hmm. and it would have disrupted a lot of the, the homes in the Treme. Um, parking would have been a mess. and one of the more sacred places in the city, uh, Congo Square, would have been disrupted. Mm-hmm. And so I participated in a protest, and it was um, it was very powerful. We made signs, and we marched uh, to City Hall uh, together. And um, at least in the short term, they did drop the mm-hmm. uh, plan to put City Hall, to move it there. Right. So... Um, I was grateful to get to participate in that effort. And I know the people in that area are grateful that you 
guys did that. Thank you for sharing that story because for me, a lot of what we do here at the Women's Center, I don't want us to just keep it to ourselves, you know, unto ourselves. We need to bring that out to our greater community. And so thank you for the work that you're doing, not just with the Women's Center, but in our greater community. Oh, thank you. Ladies, this was such a pleasure. I appreciate you taking the time to come and discuss with us creating community and how important it is for you in your life, not just at the Women's Center, but in your personal lives. And so we appreciate the time and look forward to many more interactions with you ladies. Oh, thank you, Anitra. It's really a privilege. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Always. You've been listening to Episode 3 of the Women's Center for Healing and Transformation podcast, Creating Community. Please join us next month for Episode 4, where we will be meeting with guests to discuss our third wheel, Healing Our World. To support the Women's Center for Healing and Transformation, please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and our website, Women's Center for Healing, Until next time, friends, be sure to take care of yourselves and others.